0: It is September 15th, 2021. I'm James Brierton, live in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have our Carolina Weather Group panel with us tonight, and we are talking about the SpaceX launch just within the hour. You may have seen SpaceX launching from Kennedy Space Center, their first, anyone's first, all-civilian launch to space in the Inspiration Four mission we're gonna show it to you in just a moment that spacex falcon 9 rocket and the dragon spacecraft launching from the historic launch complex 39a there in kennedy space center but the thing i'm really super excited about and i know these guys are too is we have photos and videos from you across the carolinas showing us what it looked like here at home in the eastern sky for many of you especially along the coach but not for all of you because as we take a live look at radar you can see we've got scattered rain some heavy a little thunderstorm activity as well out there in addition to some clouds and that ruined the show for many of us here in charlotte in morganton north carolina where scotty powell is but uh jared's gonna show us some of that video uh that some of you did manage to take in just a moment. So if you would like to share with us, you can tweet to us right now at Carolina WX Group on Twitter. It's Carolina WX Group on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook as well, too. And uh, we'll take a look at some of those coming up. And uh, we'll hear from these guys in just a moment. But let's let's get right to it, guys. Let's roll that tape and look here. The final moments of Countdown from Kennedy Space Center in Florida just an hour ago. Hi. four. Copy one alpha. Vehicle's pitching downrange. Gage long propulsion is nominal. T plus 30 seconds. Callouts indicate nominal. Historic mission fleeing the inspiration for crew. Onboard Dragon and Falcon to 9, great deal of the crew in the council.
1: We're into the throttle down, into the throttle bucket.
0: Okay, you want throttle down? Throttling down in preparation for the period of maximum dynamic pressure. Maintaining the flight. Flight supersonic. Stage one, throttle up. We're through the period of maximum dynamic pressure. We're throttled back up. And one bravo, the call out from space. That's one of the abort sequences. That is a nominal call. Everything continues to be good. Looks like a smooth ride for the crew. And you can see them giving the thumbs up there. That is four quote-unquote regular people. They are certainly well-trained, knowledgeable, and experts, but they are not military, they are not NASA, and uh, they're not really, really rich guys who own their own space company. So what is exciting about this is that it is uh, the first step towards one day launching us regular people into space. Although I don't know, guys, I don't see in my lifetime me being able to get to space affordably, but it is really cool. This is all automated. They have to push, as I understand, close to no buttons and they're just driving this thing from California, but here in the Carolinas, Folks like you at home were able to see this. Let's bring in Jared Smith. He is the keeper mm-hmm. of the photos and videos tonight. So keep them coming. We'll look for your live comments in chat. But, Jared, what what are people showing us?
2: Yeah, we got lucky here in Charleston. Uh, it, it really along the entire South Carolina coast, we actually had, uh, you know, it was kind of funny. James and I, we were talking on the phone earlier. I was like, man, I don't, I don't feel good about this because we had some showers coming in Um not too long ago and i was like man I, I don't know if we're gonna get a good look at this but uh as it turned out we got lucky um in the charleston area and we'll take um we'll take my uh screen share here and uh this one comes for, to us from uh emily koppel her father michael koppel uh, took these photos um uh, on Kiwa Island is like uh, is is this a space, SpaceX launch yep absolutely and um, some really cool shots you can see you, you can you just see that trail there and it, it, the SpaceX rockets just put on such a great show and and I got to tell you looking inside that SpaceX rocket it's got to be really good that they're not flying on everything that's uh, something that's built by the lowest bidder um, I'm <laughs> sure that the <laughs> it, it, it just looks really really nice in there and um, that, that that is the way that I would want to go to space it looks like they had a really smooth ride as james said and i'm really excited about that so yeah so this is what it looked like from the ground this is from emily thank you emily um uh at total return on twitter got a really cool uh video here thought it was a ufo nope it's an ifo it's an identified flying object we know exactly what this is and uh put this uh get this going allegedly we were going to try and get this going okay it
0: would be scary if you didn't know what it was or what was happening
2: well i mean you know there's some people who didn't know what was happening all right so we're gonna fake this we're gonna for some reason it's not playing so i'm just gonna drag my i'm just gonna drag my (laughs) my scroll wheel here but you can kind of you, you, you get the gist. This thing was hauling butt, um, you know, spacecraft are you know, they, they they've got to move very quickly to to achieve that escape velocity and get out of our way. And then Christian Morgan, um, uh, Scott, he's he's vacationing in Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach. Is that correct? Yeah, he's in North Myrtle Beach uh, this mm-hmm. week. So, yeah. You know, Christian Morgan from WFMY, yeah, he uh, he got a really cool shot here. And then the other cool thing is that we had an ISS pass about three minutes after that. The International Space Station really? came by about three minutes afterward. So skywatchers got one lucky, and two a heck of a show tonight, uh, courtesy of the uh, United States uh, Space Program, uh, cooperation with our international partners, and um, Elon Musk. So this is just a few of them. If you go off, you know, go off on Twitter, the, the, the videos are everywhere right now. Um, yeah, it was really cool. It, 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 was, it was really neat. Uh, just before we went on, uh, Dave Williams at Channel 4 here, uh, uh, WCIV, he, had a, he was able to catch not only the liftoff, but also the return. Because remember, mm-hmm. the Dragon... And we haven't cleared it, so I'm not running it. I, literally just before we got on here. But the Dragon rocket as we all know it comes back to earth it's complete it's a yeah. totally reusable system and so you can so we apparently were able to see the landing too so that is
0: pretty cool that is,
2: that is pretty. we
1: haven't cool. we haven't mentioned yet one of the um Folks going into space, Christopher Simbroski is actually a North Carolina native. Uh, grew up in Kannapolis, North Carolina. So, really, um, yeah. So he's uh, he was one of the four members on the crew tonight. Uh, went to school in uh, Kannapolis, grew up throughout uh, his high school years, and then moved off. But a North Carolina native uh, yeah. on the uh, the spaceship tonight, and they are
2: no stranger to things going fast. Uh, in Canapolis, so that is uh, that's right. That's right. Probably the fastest the Kannapolis native has ever traveled. So uh, yeah, he's got a different heartbeat by a couple of miles an hour. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, it, and and Scott, just passed this one along to me. Um, it, it, this is so cool. This is a thirty second exposure. Um, yeah, look at that. Look at that trail. Look at that tail there. Yeah, so cool.
1: Sure and I feel, Steve, Steve is a reporter at WBTV, and he's he's mm-hmm. from my hometown, so we talk a lot. And he's been down there all week, and he's like, I've just been wanting to get one great sunset photo while I'm at the beach this week, and he's not, he hasn't been able to get it. But I think this makes up for that. So
0: I'm so glad you brought sunset up because as I understand it, it's actually the setting sun that makes this possible because it's backlighting it. I'm gonna go to Dan in a moment for a little bit more science behind how that light works, but they actually had an angle of this from space. Take a look at what the sunset looks like from space shortly after takeoff.
3: There on your screen, uh, you can see a sunrise horizon there uh, with planet Earth uh, just behind the glowing MVAC engine.
0: Okay, I stand corrected. That was the sunrise as they made it around the globe, but still really, really cool. And and Dan, you weren't able to capture this rocket launch, but you're no stranger to capturing rocket launches. As we know, you caught one for us here in the Carolina Weather Group from the Outer Banks when this rocket took off from Wallop's flight facility in Virginia, so you're no stranger to this beautiful photography what is it like dan to to see something like this and be able to capture it with your camera
3: right yeah it must be pretty exciting uh having uh, for those who had a good view of it uh tonight uh when you see this going through the sky it's definitely it seems surreal um the you're watching something that is kind of going against the direction of anything that you would normally see in the night sky and, and it's moving upwards and it, uh, it definitely doesn't look like anything else you've ever seen. So, um, kind of a, a, a real, um, interesting experience that connects us to these kind of greater human aspirations and, and things that we've, uh, been able to do that are, are bigger than just being on the surface of planet earth. So, you kind of feel all that in that moment, and it, and it definitely sinks in.
0: I was trying to explain that to my three-year-old, <laughs> the concept of leaving Earth. If you're watching at home right now on our live broadcast here on Facebook, YouTube with Carolina Weathernet, use that live chat box. We want to hear what your thoughts are on a launch like this. Or if you could ever afford a ride to space, would you go? Very, very cool, exciting uh, stuff out there. Uh, there's also, uh, of course, they bring an object with them, a, a zero G indicator. We've seen some of these in the past. I think it was a dinosaur previously. Well, tonight, uh, their special zero G indicator uh, has a special meaning. Take a listen. Oh, we can see the zero G <laughs> indicator and floating it is. around. <laughs> and it looks like it is a little golden retriever. <laughs>
3: Oh, like the golden retriever uh, assistance dogs at St. Jude Children's Hospital. That is apropos.
0: And they are doing a fundraiser tonight for, for St. Jude's on their YouTube page that SpaceX was haunching tonight's uh, stream on. So that was uh, some, some synergy that they brought together there. Let, me, let everybody know here, uh, we will have an update on the tropics coming up in just a few moments, because there are four areas in the tropics that we are watching very closely. But we still have more of these very exciting space photos to get to, including some uh, fresh video from uh, our pal, Uh, brad Panovich, who is in florida in disney vacationing in orlando and we're gonna run this it's it's classic disney guys besides it being a little windy you can hear like the theme park music playing in the background but you can also hear brad's raw excitement him his kids his family take a listen
3: yep there it is there it is
2: So cool,
0: <laughs> and uh, and uh, Jared, you were talking about you know the separation and the returning of the booster. Uh, Brad's got a view of that too. Take a look; it's really cool. Oh, it just separated there. Now that's see that vapor trail. That's now you'll see the booster rocket come back down. Watch, look at that. That's that shock wave. Is the separation. I'm sorry i just love the music yeah no it' was kind of it was, a, it was a pretty good bop yeah you know what that reminds me of it reminds me jared of your um panelist playlist that we did this summer on our spotify it, it, feed
2: it, it, it does have a little bit of a local on the eights flavor to it currently the temperature is say, yeah exactly i mean
3: reminds me of your tiktoks
2: yeah <laughs> 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 oh my goodness yeah i for those of you who are watching and who are not aware, I have uh, found the retro weather channel niche on TikTok, yes. um, and it's quite frankly, it is the energy I feel like that we all need in the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> with uh, with all these things going with all of these things going on in the world, sometimes you just need an old school orange local forecast. So, um, but yeah, I mean that. I mean that was mean it it's just so cool to see normals. I, I think that's the thing that's the thing these are not like the, these are not like your typical you know the right stuff kind of things. these are people just having fun, you know and and the technology has evolved so much where it's not such a manual process as you mentioned. They didn't really have a lot to do and the user interfaces on the spacex on on the SpaceX rockets are I mean, just, I mean, just that alone looks really cool. So, um, probably very user-friendly and easy to use. I mean, you basically, You'd have hope. the you would There's hope, no right? Support. Well, you do. It's called Houston, right? I mean, or, or, or California. California. Yeah. 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 I guess it wouldn't be Houston in this case. Somebody yelling for Houston and is like, no, we're not here. Um, but no, it was, uh, it, it was really cool to see, you know, this is going to be a memorable three days, uh, uh, for this for this crew, and um, yeah, I hope they enjoy. I, ho- I hope they're soaking in every minute of it.
0: They get 15 laps around the Earth for the next three days. I think yep. if I got that right. Mm-hmm. So yep. while you're stuck at work tomorrow, just think about them. Mm-hmm.
2: And they That's are good. orbiting. And the other thing too is that they are orbiting higher than the International Space Station. That's per- wow. So they so they no actual-
0: are actual space not what uh what's oh space, yeah kind of.
2: yeah uh, they have been added to the astronaut registry the, the the crew these four have been added as people who have legitimately flown into space so um you know right uh something tells me right now jeff bezos is uh, on the ground in his cowboy boots
1: and uh, saying i wish that was me Speaking of that, Jared, I've been quiet because i I seen something on Twitter this week, and I was trying to scroll to it, and I finally found it. Talking about all this, uh, NASA has selected Falcon Heavy to launch GOES-U in 2024. So uh, talking about space, here's our next GOES satellite that's going to be uh, released or, I guess, flown up into space in 2024. So uh, just to kind of chime in, this is uh, mm-hmm. the weather effect of it, yeah. uh, as well mm-hmm. as we're going to get more uh, GOES satellite data, and, and we all like that. So, oh yeah,
2: GOES T is going to, is the last one that's going to launch on an Atlas rocket, and GOES T launches in January 2022. That is going to replace GOES S, aka GOES 17, in the GOES West position. Um, so they don't have to deal with that loop heat pipe anomaly anymore where they're losing uh, water vapor data. So one more ride for GOES on the Atlas. And
0: then, and then as Scotty mentioned here, we're going to go SpaceX for that. It's- and, of course, it's worth mentioning that SpaceX right now is the only way that American astronauts can launch to the International Space Station from American soil. So mm-hmm. I know there are a couple different companies out there who are all competing in this new version of the space race, but... Mm-hmm. Boy, SpaceX is really good at grabbing those headlines, guys. <laughs> well,
2: when you're first to market, I mean, you know, that's that, you know, if, if there's one thing about SpaceX is the, the legacy of who runs SpaceX. You know, I mean, Elon Musk, he came to, he, you know, he came into this mainly because of PayPal. So he knows what it takes to build a
0: product that ships. Sometimes and for anyone who claims they don't use PayPal, but you use Venmo, you're using it's PayPal. PayPal, yeah, just like Instagram is Facebook,
2: yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, so, so you have
0: this really cool, uh,
2: ingenuity, and I, and I know that the, the people there have put in it just intense, long hours to get to this point, and I'm sure that they absolutely love, I would hope. Anyway, they absolutely love seeing the fruits of their labor go up and come down and land like a James Bond movie, like every time. It just, it I can't get over it.
0: so normal. The fact that when we first went to space, everyone stopped, everyone watched it. Even shuttle launches used to be carried mm-hmm. on the networks, and it mm-hmm. was a thing to view. And now I'm putting it on my phone while giving the kid a bath or doing mm-hmm. something else. It's really cool and impressive, but it's almost normal now. I don't know if that's good or bad.
2: In a way, this is what they were aiming for with the shuttle program, if you think about it. Because the shuttle program, the intent the intent behind the shuttle program was to launch that thing like 12 times a year, something like that. You know, just have constant um, space exploration. Obviously, it didn't work out that way. It was ended up being far too expensive um, and, and in a couple cases far too dangerous. Uh, but the... Um, you know, that that was the idea behind the shuttle program. But now, you know, it as it turns out, the shuttle program maybe was just a little ahead of its time. Turns out that the standard rocket model actually can be very reusable, even more reusable than the space shuttle because the space shuttle would jettison the fuel tank and um and that would burn up and then you would have the the boosters would come back but that fuel tank that huge orange fuel tank that would burn up so that was a lot of uh you know there's
1: still plenty of uh, waste with that so uh, i mean it's it's really cool i'm glad that we're getting to see this anybody wants to take a gander without opening the link of how much it's going to cost to ship goes you into space how much how much how much do you think it costs i'm deciding I was, millions I, or billions oh uh, I was a little taken back. It wasn't as much as I thought it would be. One hundred and fifty-two point five million dollars, which I would oh, thought yeah. would be more than that. You know, I would thought at least a half a million or something. But not that one hundred fifty-two million is a <laughs> is chump change or anything. But <laughs> I thought it might be a little bit more than that. So yeah, well, what to Jared's think? point, yeah, reusability,
0: economies of scale. That's how you win contracts too.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, very cool stuff. Uh, Dan, we hope the next time the clouds don't ruin our fun so we can get you back out there.
1: That's right. Yeah.
3: And and if you're, you know, someone at home and you want to kind of capture this thing, next time we have a good launch, just, uh, you know, a couple of things to keep an eye on. Are, uh, the visible satellite, you know, if you have a, the ability to either a look at uh, your local forecast or just look at a visible satellite map. You can see which clouds are coming in. Um, And then of course, you know, try and film with a steady hand. If You can get your hands on a camera that has a telephoto lens. um, That's helpful as well. And, uh, but otherwise, you know, um, hopefully we'll get another shot at seeing one of these soon.
0: Tips from the expert. I love it. We'll keep an eye on what they've got coming out of Florida, but of course we've really fallen in love this year with, uh, Wallops in Virginia as well, too, especially if you're in like eastern North Carolina. It's, it's right there for you. Well, speaking of uh, weather satellites, uh, we're keeping an eye on the tropics. There are four areas of interest, including the remnants or what will be the remnants of Nicholas uh, that will be pushing east after making landfall in Texas, bringing lots of rain and flooding to the Gulf Coast, a place that doesn't need it. Uh, a place that could use some rain is Here in the Carolinas and we'll have a chance for some rain, either from Nicholas or from that uh, red blob you see on your screen there. That is an area of possible development. And when I say possible, we're talking a 70% chance of development here into a tropical depression in the next 48 hours. So that will bring a little moisture to the Carolinas. We'll also have a cold front moving in. So we've had high pressure the last few days, beautiful Carolina blue skies where it wasn't smoky. And, uh, today you saw the kind of beginning transition to more showers, more clouds, and that ramped up chance. So let's, uh, let's take a look at this guys here. The latest from the national hurricane center out just in the last hour or so this low pressure system, again, uh, currently off the coast of Florida and going to kind of scrape up the East coast and come fairly close to the Carolinas. It's a low pressure system associated right now between midway between the Bahamas and Bermuda. It's producing poorly organized shower activity. Now, the Air Force went out there. They flew their Hurricane Hunter aircraft. We've seen them and talked about them on this show through the system earlier this afternoon and reported that the circulation was disorganized and that the strongest winds were well to the east of the center. So it still has some organizational ground to make up. Environmental conditions expected to become more conducive for development and tropical depression is likely to form during the next day or two, which is in line what we've been telling you on our nightly YouTube videos, that by the time we get to thursday but more likely friday uh this thing could be uh, organized into a tropical depression either odette or peter uh regardless of development this system could bring high surf to portions of the southeast and mid-atlantic including the beaches of the carolinas and guys we've seen this with some storms this year you think about ida you think about fred the categorization doesn't always matter it's the impacts and so we really want to drive home to folks tonight that the impact here could be rough surf and that could be deadly in its own form if you get caught in a dangerous rip current so if you have plans at the beaches this weekend please do be careful two other areas of interest we're watching out in the atlantic uh we've got another one with a very high chance of development good news is it's a long ways out there the bad news is it's a long ways out there and has lots of room to organize and grow. So we'll keep an eye on that and see which way that ultimately uh, does go. And another disturbance, kind of just maybe flirting coming off the, uh, the coast of Africa there. So if we look at uh, some of our computer models uh, and you guys can feel free to chime in on what you think might be garbage or accurate, we'll start with the NAM and you can start to see as we go through uh, the next overnight hours. Here's the rain associated with the cold front. Uh, Then we have some of the rain associated with the remnants of uh, Nicholas. And then just at the bottom of your screen here, you're going to start to see that low pressure system that we were just talking about. As we make our way into later on Thursday, clouds, Scattered showers, some of which could be heavy, not widespread continuous across the two states or anything like that. But you can see here, at least on the NAM model, how close it kind of comes. You can see some of the wind barbs uh, here along the outer bank. So it could be windy, could be rainy at times. But again, that rough surf is really going to be the headline. And that's going to really be the case for everyone along the northeast, mid Atlantic, southeast coast. So if you're watching on Peter's, uh, New Jersey weather page tonight, uh, you'll have some impacts uh, from this as well, too. You can even see it, guys, on the uh, surface uh, prediction maps here that the NOAA Weather Prediction Center puts out. You can see they actually get that low pressure center pretty close right there to the Outer Banks. Uh, Do you guys think there's a chance that this could technically make landfall by skirting that Outer Banks? Well, you
2: know, we don't have a system yet. I think that's the first thing. You know, we, we, we don't have a close center yet. So
1: that's true. Yeah. So that's always a tough call here. Yeah. I I think it's going to be just enough off. Um, I think the rough surf is going to be the big thing. And that's been, you know, Jared, you could talk to this. That's been the big thing for the Carolina coast this um, hurricane season, not necessarily direct major impacts but it's been more surf i mean we have our internal system and uh, it's every day it seems like the weather service in wilmington and charleston and are reporting rip currents uh, all throughout the carolina coast and that seems to be the big thing this year so far and, and you know rip currents are definitely dangerous but if, if that's all we have to attend, uh, contend with this year i think we'll, we'll count that as a blessing but um that's been the biggest thing with all these tropical systems and I think with this system, if it becomes named or or not named, I think, you know, rough surf is going to be another issue for the weekend here on the Carolina coast.
0: Yeah, I promised during Fred that I would never say it's only this strong. Uh, You can see here from Tropical Tidbits, some of the computer renderings, and it's forecast to stay within a tropical storm, uh, you know, characteristic and not necessarily strengthen into a hurricane. But, you know, we'll remind folks that, so was fred when he came across the carolinas we had just kind of the it was that was a depression right at that
1: point if i recall yeah
0: but again i think rough surf is kind of the number one rough surf including rip currents
1: maybe and some then, gusty showers Yeah.
0: gusty showers but i think between the cold front nicholas and this guy <clears throat> we'll get some rain here across the carolinas which is not necessarily a bad thing we've had some fairly warm enjoyable days and i had to get back into the habit of running the sprinkler so if it saves me from running the sprinkler for a couple days i like free water
1: i'll send this over to you i was just looking at it while you're talking about it um james and this is the latest drought index and this will be updated tomorrow but um you know there's still a good portion of, of the piedmont uh, from Charlotte up to Raleigh uh, and, and then back over towards Fayetteville and the PD region of South Carolina that's still abnormally dry. And as, as you were saying, James, we've got that cold front and the moisture left over from Nicholas moving into the area, but I don't think it's going to be a widespread rain event that's really going to alleviate uh, these dry conditions. And I wouldn't be surprised to see um, tomorrow when the new update comes out that uh, this uh, drought Index uh, at least the abnormally dry uh, part really uh, starts to expand maybe up towards the Greensboro Winston Salem area as it continues just to be dry and, and warm and speaking of warm Jared um, looking at the Climate Prediction Center for the rest of the month of September it's got the big red bullseye over the East Coast so uh, for the fall lovers uh, it's 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 not fall yet. <laughs> Even if the calendar says it's about to turn fall,
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, I was. You know, it was so funny that you mentioned that because I was literally just looking at that. And I don't think I'm sharing my screen anymore. So, Scotty, whatever voodoo you're, you're doing to look <laughs> at my screen, I am actually really scared now. But, but yeah, you know, it, we're we're gonna be. It, it's actually nice to see some troughing. Uh, develop in the west but they're still going to be below normal like they, they just can't catch a break out there with the fires um oh, yeah. they are going to see some above normal precipitation out uh towards the seattle area um in washington which is at least good but it's probably not going to be enough to get on top of the fires out there so we may still be continuing with wildfire smoke from time to time um over here i mean it gets transported across and, and everything there but yeah we're gonna have a pretty good ridge setting up uh to the north and i, I would you know, and in, 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 in a corollary to that, something something to watch again is ridge, like, you know,
1: rage over troubled
2: waters. <laughs> precisely. And and so, you know, we want to keep an eye on that closely. We want to see what, you know, what is going on out there, you know, just by the Cabo Verde Islands. Let's, you know, let's see how things develop out there. A lot, a lot of time to watch that. But certainly that is That's the kind of pattern that we would want to watch for a little bit, you know, in case, you know, for an an enhanced, not an enhanced, enhanced, that's a strong word, an uptick in the risk. Um, don't let your guard down just yet yes that's it yeah don't let your guard down just yet and and the good news is it'll feel like summer so that that you get that summer feel it still feels like hurricane season and that actually can go a long way psychologically to you know staying prepared so definitely want people to do that but yeah i mean we're gonna get you know, in the next six to 10 days, looking at the precipitation outlook too, you know, we're going to have some above normal precipitation, especially across most of South Carolina, Western North Carolina. So that's some really good news is that cold front stalls out uh, to the West. So again, you know, we're going you know, it, to, it's, it's still warm, warmer than normal though. Normal goes down as we get into this time oh. of year. So warmer than normal is not hundreds. If it was warmer than normal in July, I think that we would all be really sweating it figuratively and literally, but it's not, we, (laughs) we absolutely were, but it's, but when you get into September above normal, like for example, here in Charleston, above normal is 87,
0: 88. That's nothing we can't handle. Speaking of normal, let me just show real fast hurricane season. It's very normal and very expected that in September, we're seeing all of this activity out there in the Atlantic ocean basin. And you could see the Atlantic hurricane season peaks On average, statistically, September 10th. So
1: at best, we are
0: just past halfway.
1: And if recent history says anything for the Carolina folks, you cannot rule out October, especially early October for the Carolinas. And we could go through the list of storms that's happened since 2015. And it's all been in that first or second week of October. So, you know, don't let your guard down. And to Jared's point, James, for you and I and Dan, uh, living here in the Piedmont, the foothills of North Carolina, when we see those red colors, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be in the 90s. We could see mid 80s. Uh, Now the humidity still may be up, but uh, you know, those 90 degree days, I think, are, are coming to an end uh, soon for for a lot of us here in the Carolinas. But even above average right now, you know, is, is mid to upper 80s. So, you know, it's going to be warm around here. So enjoy it because we know eventually that first f- real fall cold front will move through. And and Evan will be talking about snow flurries in the mountains. So
0: <laughs> I just wish the sun would stay out a little longer. Nothing I can do about that.
1: Nope, you can't. You can't beat the, the talk to tilt those, of the earth. Talk to those folks in Washington. Maybe they could help our time out a little bit. You know, we yeah, could right. We'll just settle in on box. a yeah, settle <laughs> in on a time for for all year. Maybe that'll help you out with the sunshine.
2: I hear New Zealand is nice this time of year. The air gaining
0: daylight. You know, that's right. Okay <laughs> then. No, put it on my list of places to travel after the pandemic. Well, that does it for this uh, exciting live edition of the Carolina Weather Group. Thanks for joining us. We will have updates on the tropics on Facebook, on YouTube. So be sure to like, subscribe, hit the bell, sign up. I don't know, whatever you got to do, sign up Blood Oath. Uh, so you get all the updates from us here at the Carolina Weather Group. And uh, if you do find us on Spotify, then you can check out our panelist playlists. We're, of course, happy to have you listen to our audio podcast wherever you listen to audio podcasts. But Spotify has this cool feature where... We could play songs and music. And so we did a special series this summer called Panelist Playlist. And if you want to take a listen to it, head on over to the Carolina Weather Group on Spotify. Look for the episodes that have the little music notes at the end of them. And you can be listening to some smooth weather channel local on the 8th jazz with your host, Jared Smith and Tim <laughs> Pounds. So be sure to check that out. I'm James Briarton. On behalf of Scotty, Jared, and Dan, thanks for joining us. And here again, the Rocket Launch. range copy one alpha vehicles pitching down range gauge okay, do law propulsion is not